Yeah, she's she's upset. She doesn't <laughs> she wants, want you to record. She, my dog has serious FOMO. <laughs> What's that mean? Fear she's, of missing out. You know. Oh <laughs> no, I never. I, foam, I thought you, it was like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> better get it. It's not good. Get a rabies shot. I recommend making sure all of your shots are current before listening to this show. This is Ed Uncle Had for the time to lean, and here's a song podcast with Phil and John. This is episode 74. By golly, I hope you enjoy as much as uh, I will. Oh, so there, how you doing? You ready? I, I'm better now <laughs> that I've got three bottles of scotch in front of me. Oh, I know. It's weird. I have. I do as well, although they're they're hardly in in each one. Yeah, that's my well. Mine should be more full than they are. I'll put it that way. <laughs> well, John had this idea to. Uh, well, we're gonna call this segment Dad's Dailies. Dad's Dailies. Dad's Dailies. So you yeah. want to describe what we're going to do? I don't know which order we're going to do this in either. Yeah, um, let me just, uh, you know, I feel like I want to make sure I've got these correct. Okay, yes, I know. I, I want to know which ones I'm drinking. Well, we'll get them in different bottles than they're with there. Okay. Uh, to back up a little bit. Um, we're No, we must keep the, going. What? what <laughs> Phil, what are you, John, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> uh, so, sorry, everything. everyone. We're, we're still recovering from the James Bond blowout. That's right. Of the last I, episode. That was amazing. <laughs> um, I had this uh, harebrained scheme to... <laughs> Those are the best kind. I swear when you don't have much hair. No. <laughs> Less every year. Yeah, that's right. It gets, that's, it's in your brain. That's what. That's where it goes. Oh, <laughs> my brain is starving, so it's eating my hair. Hair oh, brain schemes make weird. you go bald. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. Act- um. Okay, so a while ago, I thought I was probably in a liquor store, and I I saw a bottle of. J and B, yeah, which I'll get to in a second. Scotch. It's a cheap blended scotch. And I thought, that's one my dad used to drink as kind of a daily daily driver, whatever kind of thing. Sure. Back in the old days when probably there were four scotches available, period, at the Rapid City stores. And and and, and to listen to people yeah. talk like this, you had to turn on the radio. <laughs> that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your friendly station, K R A P in Rapid City, South Dakota. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I think it would be fun to uh, revisit some of those because the ones he used to have and, and, and see how they compare, uh, what they're like, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so I, I selected three out of a possible four. I consulted my brother Bruce on this and we, we agreed. One of them I didn't buy, for, uh, which I'll get to in a second, but... The the ones that I recall specifically him uh, buying, probably based on their sale price at the time, um, 
were uh, Cuddy Sark, the standard version, the one in the green bottle with the yellow label, very, very old, old-timey blend. And the White Ship. And the White Ship. Original Scots <coughs> whiskey. There, yeah. Scots, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? We'll, we'll get to that in a second. I want to introduce him first. I'm jumping ahead. Because um, I had coffee before I did this. This so is, I'm oh, okay. Bouncing all over the place. Well, I'm all over the place anyway, so. Ah! Um, so followed by um, Dewar's White Label, yeah. which um, is, you know, Dewar's is probably the most well-known today or the most popular one of them. It, I, I feel like I see that one in bars more often than sure. some of these other ones. Uh, so, yeah, he, he did like Dewar's. Um, of course, the standard <clears throat> basic Dewar's. Dewar's makes a lot of fancier versions that uh, get actually pretty expensive. Dewar, so Dewar's is another big one. Um, followed by J&B, which is another green bottle with a kind of a darker yellow um, it's very familiar. I feel like that's the one you often see, like you'd, you'd see see it in a scene with Don Draper or something like that. It's been around <laughs> a long time. Just kind of the yeah. A lot, a lot of people in old TV shows and movies were drinking J and B. That's a that must have been a one of the few common blends sure out there. And the last one that I, I ended up not choosing for this is uh, Grant's Family Reserve, which I think we've talked about briefly on this. Yeah. Program. It's the um, it's made by the same company that makes Glenfiddich, um, which is a, a, a pretty standard single malt that actually my dad really likes or liked, <laughs> and yeah. I um, he he's a big fan of that. Uh, the 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 twelve year Glenfiddich was kind of the first uh, single malt that I got to know. <clears throat> it's still very very much a standard mainstream. Uh, I think it's a Highland, but it's it's a very a non-PD kind of scotch. But uh, Grant's Family Reserve uh, is is kind of the, the low-end blend from that company. And I, Phil, you had some not that long ago and yeah, well, said it was not very good. I, I had the uh, had the bouquet of Band-Aids or something. That, That's uh, right. Uh, the nose. It was Band-Aids Band-Aid on the nose. nose. Yeah. Well, medical I, adhesive. Nose. Yeah, I, I maybe I just had a bad bottle or something, so I wasn't. I, I was okay that you didn't put that one on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I intended to, but but the main reason I didn't was that I could not find a small bottle of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, a one point seven five of that just uh, no way. <laughs> no. Which leads me to my other. Th- it, this took me far longer than I expected to put together, because <laughs> no, no, I don't think any one store had all of them. No. Um, these aren't exactly um, fly off the shelf things. Um, and and the smallest bottle of uh, J and B I could find was a, a one liter. Mm. Often pe- places were were putting the handle ones on there. <laughs> Um, Cuddy, I, I ended up buying a liter of that too. Although I think you can, if you look hard enough, you can find a, a seven fifty. Yeah. And um, Phil, I think uh, Dewar's is easy to find in in the yeah. smaller size. Well, and then and then we had to meet and to exchange. Um, <laughs> well, well, yeah, I didn't want to buy all three of them, <laughs> and so Phil kindly. Uh, <laughs> well, I should have. Yeah, I had to took contribute. one for the team, and, <laughs> and so I got the I, better one. <laughs> I took uh, the funny part is so my dad had. Uh, Tells you how how much Cuddy he drank. He he had at one point Cuddy. I, I was probably in the nineties or something like that. I I don't know exactly. 
he bought a bottle of Cuddy in a plastic bottle. Yeah, and you actually they, you, know? you actually let me you you gave me the little <laughs> bit of Cuddy in that bottle. I'm very honored. Yes, that's what I used to to transport it to you. And this I is a special the, bottle. It, it is actually because he the reason he bought it. Well, Probably, let's be honest, probably the reason he bought it originally was because it was on sale. <laughs> um, but what the reason he kept the bottle, why it was in his liquor cabinet um, until after his uh, passing, was that it was plastic and he could, it had a screw top and, you, and he used it to smuggle scotch onto cruises <laughs> in his luggage. Sir, is this your wife with you? I think so. Yes. And Madam, what is your name? Madam Butterfly. And I'm Ronnie Butterfly. <laughs> Which is very typical because, well, <laughs> he didn't. I don't know if the, so. Now, now cruise ships do this thing where you buy you eat, you buy these expensive packages that sure. you just get tons of booze and all that. Maybe he just didn't want to pay. Every time he wanted a scotch. So anyway, that was the ulterior motive. He liked that bottle and held on to it because, and mostly because it was plastic, he could put in the luggage, it wouldn't break. Yeah, yeah. And it had a really secure screw top on it. I, I, I never trust corks. We'll post a picture. Opened. We'll post a picture of it. So. And the funny part of it is that the, I looked at the label of it compared to the modern bottle I bought, and it's slightly different. Yeah. And... I, I believe so. The the one I have in front of me says blended Scotch whiskey. Yeah, but but yours says blended Scots whiskey. Yeah, well it says it says original <laughs> Scots whiskey, original blended Scots. blended Scotch whiskey from Scotland's famous distilleries, product of Scotland, Berry yeah, Bros and Rudd. And, and the, this this one has a different verbiage on it. It says yeah. the spirit of adventure lives. In us all, it is the courage of our convictions, the mark of the true character, and the desire to be different. Wow. It is the original easy drinking scotch. Well, they had me until easy drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Berry Brothers and Rudd, is that the name on that one? Yeah, that. well, that was the distributor. No, no, established. Yeah. Yeah. This one does not have... They were removed from the equation at some point. Yeah, they must have been bought by one of the giant... The Berry Bros. Glenn like... Turner Company is the current name oh. of it. That's not very fun. Ted Turner. It has, it has this faux Indiana Jones-like you know, compass engraved into the back of the bottle that says, The Spirit of Adventure. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. What a crock. <laughs> Although this bottle's been on several adventures. <laughs> yeah, much more, much more than anything on this thing. But anyway, um, and it, it, of course, it's they did keep the green, green, green bottles for scotch. Must have been that must have been a thing, <clears throat> because you can't tell what the hell it is. Sure, <laughs> it's just liquid. It's green. It's green. Yeah, it's Irish. Right. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So th- those are those are the contenders. Um, all right. I've got them all poured. Oh, you poured them all already. I didn't do that. You're, well, you're I got to let them. <laughs> it's like the Ralphie a minute in the glass for a, a year in the cask. So that means oh, I, I should have drank them five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what are we starting with, Cuddy? I, we've been talking so much about it. Let's start with, with that. Well, and I had a little bit already. So we'll start. <sighs> so what... and these are no water, no, no ice for me. Okay. Hold on. I better. I'll have a little bit of water left in there. 
Okay, so neat, as they say in, in the old country. Neat, okay. But mine's got a little ice water in there still. Yeah. Okay, the- I don't know if I've ever had this neat. I've only ever drank it uh, on ice. Hmm. You know, the the nose on this is not that bad, actually. It's I like Cuddy. I get that a, sometimes. It's a very citrus. Yeah, the thing about Cuddy probably has the most distinct flavor of all these that I think. Yeah. Or so character. You're, you're, you're thinking uh, you got citrus. Yeah, it's very fruit forward. You know, I I, I mean, if you, I, I, I still, you know, cheap scotch has this kind of paint thinner vibe <laughs> you get from it. <laughs> that that that's the ethanol young spirit kind of thing sure it's, yeah well, I get, it's kind of mixed in but it's not bad although all of these really i think improve when you throw them on ice oh yeah <laughs> i i don't know if i ever had it without ice no, yeah I, although sometimes you know sometimes cheap scotch can get really bitter when when it's put on ice so it's kind of weird oh or some bourbons do that too but Okay, I liked it. I don't know how to describe it. I, w- I don't know if I'd go so far as to say paint thinner, but I haven't tried paint thinner in years. Ladies and gentlemen, I regret to say that this program temporarily interrupted our ace man on the street reporter, George Dulap, is now in the hospital. And any of you that uh, are count yourself as George's friends can... Um, can visit him at the uh, the morgue. No, no, it it just <clears throat> tastes really like young. It's young grain, kind of. I don't get a lot of that malty flavor. There's probably not much malt whiskey in this thing, but I do taste that sense of adventure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I again, we, we always talk about the lemon type of you know, citrus thing. Sure. I th- I think I was being cheeky, and I said it's a you know. A bouquet of lemon pledge. Lemon pledge. Like <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> no, no. Lemon pledge is much worse. All right. So What's that's next? okay. Cuddy. Now let me let me wash down a little water. <clears throat> okay. Next, I'm doing uh, doers. You're gonna do doers next. Okay. And again, neat. This is neat. Okay, that's different. Petite. You rang. <laughs> it's creepy. Lurch. See now, I I always get when I have doers, I always get um, a, a more smoke mm-hmm. at, at first, anyway. But I think, yeah, there there is a little bit there. It's it's sweeter and smokier to me, anyway. This tastes more like a malted scotch to me than the cutty did. It's just got a little more depth. Yeah. It, it, I guess I would say I use the word sweeter, but let's go. With you depth. know, the first, um, the first, the, when you sip it, it kind of, it ha- it has a good solid flavor, but it, it doesn't. The finish is just really thin. You know, like a good scotch will really kind of stick with you on the finish, and yeah, you're right. This you're almost right. gets bitter in not a good way. Better on ice. <laughs> better on ice. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> There, there's a hint of smoke, although I'm getting much more of a. They're, they're, they must throw a little bit of peated scotch in, in with it, but mostly it tastes like space side um, single malt and grain and 
but it's it's definitely i mean it, i think it's slightly higher quality yeah it it's richer or it's more uh it's not i wouldn't say velvety exact more velvety exactly but maybe a little bit smoother or something yeah yeah it, it's a little smoother it, it doesn't have as much of an ethanol taste to it so it must be a little aged aged a lot longer or something or something that has some age on it i Maybe there might even be a little, little bit of nice stuff in there. <laughs> there's there's a little bit of oak that creeps in. I didn't get any wood smell or or taste out of the cutty. Could I could I be confusing wood taste with smoke? Oh, possibly. Yeah, it's a, it's a. I, I I don't I don't I still don't feel like I really get smoke when I taste it, but I do smell it. I'm gonna say I'm getting a taste of charred wood. Yeah, well, they. I'll do a I'm, combination. I'm sure there's some char- ex bourbon barrel in there somewhere. Yeah, right. All so. right. Okay, good. Okay. Um. Yeah, not bad. I. I still. And, and actually, you know, I think Doors is the one. So far, that that benefits least from ice. Okay. For me, um, I feel like it gets it brings out the bitter notes when I throw it on ice. Okay. Which I've noticed that before with Doors. One reason I don't get it um the 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 stuff we like to call scotch by scotch the, the costco yeah Jeep, which we, we're not sampling but um we've talked about that plenty of- that that stuff i don't know if is any better than these but it's sweeter which tends to kind of hold its own better when you put it on ice yeah that's a that's a go-to on scotch and sodas in the summer i like that yeah yeah and and, and like I feel like well, it depends on what you want. Do you really want to taste the scotch? Um, then I, I think if you threw cutty in a scotch and soda, it would be really weak. It is. I've tried that. That's why I, I was like, well, I need something yeah. a little bit different than that. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, interesting in a pinch. Okay. All right. J and B. What's that stand for? Uh, Johnny. Johnny boy. John and um. You know what it stands for is. Justerini and Brooks. Justerini and Brooks. Oh, they used to be on the PBS News Hour. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> David Brooks and John Justerini. Yeah, the, the... He's, he's the guy you don't remember. <laughs> he was before Mark Shields. And now for a special message, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about a new product of. Spyro and Gamble Soap Company, and this is our latest product, the new bath time soap called Glub. Now, uh, let me tell you about Glub. Glub doesn't lather. Glub doesn't float. Glub doesn't do anything. Glub is just company in the tub um <laughs> this one has oh i'm not ready oh i have i haven't had any yet i'm oh, just okay. i'm just looking at the bottle oh sorry um, oh, oh just if one. anybody cares these are all 40 percent alcohol which yeah it's i don't think they ever did these stronger than that um Ugh, i don't like the smell <laughs> well yeah this 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 one yeah, it it's not it's not offensive exactly. It's just not I'm just smelling it. I haven't tasted it yet. 
Yeah, it t it tastes like a really sour single malt. I mean, it smells. Yeah. And the taste, I don't get any flavor. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's what I remember from the first sip I had of this. Was like, Maybe we should have had this first. This this thing just disappears. It has no finish at all. I think I can taste the, the doer is still over what I just drank out of the J&B bottle. Well, I'm trying to... Because now I just got a little bit... On my second taste, I got a little bit of... It tasted a little better, but I'm wondering if there... No, I rinsed the glass out. I don't, I don't know. Um, Th This one has, I, I swear, a tiny bit more smoke. Than Dewar's? Yeah. Well, okay. I don't, I don't get it on the nose, though. I just get it on the taste. It's no, kind of the opposite. Not... Odd. Well, okay, that's better after, like, the third sip. The first sip did nothing for me at all. Um. But I do. I don't have any ice with me. But uh, what I last time I tried this, this stuff got a lot better with ice. Well, I'm gonna put some ice in. See if that works works for you. I think it's better. I'll throw a little water. I, I guess to the point is that some of these are actually better on on ice. <laughs> yeah. Well, th I think that's the the point. They're mixers and or something, or yeah, mixers. People throw them, and you know, you make Rob Roy's out of them, or. Sure or coke or whatever you know i and who knows if these are really that similar to what they were 30 years ago or I, well plus. i i know that uh ralphie's talked about that he's i think he actually sampled a bottle that was of of, of some blend or something or some whiskey yeah uh, i think he did this with johnny walker red label which is kind of in the same price class as I, these didn't we watch that one together he got to try like an older one or something that was maybe. Yeah, was... he had one from the eighties or nineties, I think. Oh, some kind of infinity bottle. Okay. Oh well, that's that's. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> I wonder how it was mm. preserved or something too, though. Well, I mean, he tends to, you know, use the wine preserver gas stuff. Nitrous oxide or something. Um, it's argon gas. Is argon. That That's yeah, the, is that what um, Chris H? Yeah, yeah, he uses he that. I've actually I put it in a couple of my expensive bottles. You just put a little gas in the bottle and put the cork back on? Yeah, yeah. It just puts the, the heavier gas forces the, the oxygen out. Okay, cool. Or it forces it to be above. It like puts a bar uh, a, a gaseous barrier between the... Between the booze and the air, so it doesn't oxidize. And we all like a gaseous barrier. That's right. <laughs> That's well, terrible. Well, so basically, his point was how how much has changed over the years. It right. used to be a lot better, I think. I, I I think that's generally considered to be true. Um, and I would be I wouldn't be surprised if J and B used to be better, but maybe it, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Grants must have been because I the the from mm -hmm. my. I think my comment to you was um, when I tried Grant, because I'm always trying the lower shelf stuff. And uh, I think I said, I can't imagine your dad drinking this. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think it's kind of, uh, um, I, I you know, I, I remember drinking it, you know, not that recently, but maybe 10, 15 years ago and thinking it was okay. All right. Because I, I did used to buy it somewhat regularly and, and I, I, the other thing I'll say about these these uh, these bottles is that they 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 they're surprisingly expensive. 
well, for, yeah. for for what they are. <laughs> I mean, what were you saying? J and B was going for J and B. I every place I I went, Total Wine, the, all all those places, the liter bottle was twenty six, twenty seven dollars. I mean, you can get a a much better <laughs> whiskey for that. Yeah, it's 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 really off of what it's worth, and I just I was I was surprised. I thought, oh, you know, I'll pick up a pick it up for twenty or eighteen or something like that. And, no, it should be. It should be eighteen at most. Yeah, it's not not that good, especially when your your Costco one is a lot cheaper and better, or even some of the the Trader Joe's house brand ones. Or there's lots of examples that are are less expensive or the same that are better. Well, so what so what do you think is driving that price? Uh, people are just oh, buying it because they always have. I think people just buy. You know, it's a brand thing. It's like the yeah. The, the older the older people drink <laughs> yeah you you know the thing I've noticed is that first of all again they're not they're not super common like I think probably one of these brands is that I'm okay Doers is kind of separate I think Doers is a bigger brand has more of a following sure but Cuddy and J and B and Grants are all ones that you know a store might have one of the three just sitting there on the bottom shelf but they I've never seen all three. They're just kind of, and there there are a couple other brands that are like that, like Clan McGregor or uh, Teachers Highland Cream or Famous uh, Grouse or some of those. That sure, kind of these, and I I mean they're all kind of in the same class. I just don't have any associations with them. Yeah, but I and and of course Johnny Walker Red is its own thing, but Johnny Walker Red isn't any more than these are either. I, you can you can reliably get a, a bottle of red label for the low twenty dollar range, and red isn't great either. No, no. The last time I had red, I thought it was pretty bad. But uh, yeah, it'd be, uh, that would have been interesting. <laughs> well, had had, had more. Um, I, I guess it would have been interesting to compare that. But which of these do you I like didn't. the best? You know, I think oh, the Doers is probably slightly the best. Although the Cuddy, I. If I, I if I had it to buy them, I'd vacillate between the Cuddy and the Doers probably. I, I'm going to say, I get that Doers is probably a higher quality, but I, I tend to I think I would get Cuddy over it. I think Cuddy has the most uh, unique flavor. I just yeah, it's different. Of it. Um, yeah, you, you know i i th- I think that's probably my favorite of the three. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick uh, I've got a little bit left in my glass from the cutty I'm gonna pour a bit of the other two in it now see I did that the other night because I <laughs> I was out of whiskey and but I didn't want I didn't want to finish one of these bottles that only had yeah. a little bit of each so so I I put I made a mix I, I made my own yeah. blend of all three but I don't remember it, what it was like okay I'm gonna try that real quick you're doing the trifecta you know I have to say, hmm. I don't hate this. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not, they're almost better together. <laughs> Just like us, John. No. Aw. What is this? Our seventy fourth episode. <laughs> this is yeah. Welcome to episode seventy four. Holy yeah! We just jumped in. I I skipped ahead, but this this um. Yeah, we got to come up with a name for it for when you mix them all together. Well, well, maybe the narrator. It's, a, come it's like the old days. You'd call it a suicide. <laughs> you go to the fountain and like put one of everything in. <laughs> oh, the sodas, yeah. 
Or a Long Island iced scotch. When we... <laughs> <laughs> or Long Island iced tea scotch. I don't know. <laughs> you know, where every, there's one of everything and no. a little Coke. <laughs> oh, I haven't had a Long Island iced tea for a long time. The, there was this place. Uh, so I went to school at SDSU and, or college. You don't say. Yeah, I, I've said it before. And Bruce Knowles did, too. But he, they didn't have the I, Safari I think Lounge. Half, half of our listenership went to SDSU. Yeah, Phil. probably. Hey, <laughs> shout out to my SDSU peeps. And this is South Dakota State University, not San Diego. But uh, I, I don't tell people that on my resume. I just say SDSU. Uh, but uh, anywho, they, there was a place called the Safari Lounge, and they'd have, you know, like, it was probably just more of a mix. But they'd have, like, Two for ones or three for ones, four for ones, you know, was depending on the day of these long island iced teas. And uh, I remember once I I said I'll have a long. This was before I figured it out. And I, I'll have a long I don't long island iced tea. That's easy for you to say. And uh, they gave me. They just kept making them, and I'm like, um, what's going on? Oh, it's you know twenty for one or something. I don't know. It wasn't that much, but so I'm like. I can't carry all these, so. But I made a couple trips, and and and, and I I, I'm, I drank them, you know. No, I I, I, I mean, come on, I'm not crazy. I'm still gonna drink them, I, right? I, I might have, I might have shared a couple. I don't remember. After a couple Long Island iced teas, and it was ladies' kinda, night, right? <laughs> was, oh, yeah. Why did they give me this? <laughs> oh, I'm a lady. No, but uh, luck be a lady tonight. No, I didn't get lucky that night. But I did. I did have. Uh, I did have lots There's of. The title. <laughs> I did have lots of long island iced teas. Yeah, the Safari Lounge had this little tiny dance floor, even, and the, I probably did dance, but whatever. Yowza, yowza, yowza. So the, I've had the J and B sitting on ice here. I kind of forgot mm-hmm. it. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, do do tell. All right. That's this much better. Well. It's, it's surprising how much better it is, actually. It's better. I won't say it's much better. Yeah, yeah. My first, uh, my first little bit with it, it is better than paint thinner. See, John and I, when we were and Sean and Lee and Rob, and we'd all be doing these tapes, and we'd be, you know, we take a little paint thinner break and uh, go back by the little shed there with uh, Rob's jockstrap and. Uh, <laughs> we'd hit the thinner (laughs) you know the other kids were chasing the dragon and we were hitting the thinner (laughs) hitting the thinner there's a song thinner's the winner (laughs) I gotta write a song about drinking paint thinner (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know is it really that far off in concept from a few of the others (laughs) oh okay we'll see what happens Thus ends the saga of Dad's Daily to Dad's Daily to Yeah, I, you know. Uh, so so anyway. Okay. 
Um, you you have this little pet project going, uh, an infinity bottle, and I did not. I yeah, still, let's talk about the infinity bottle. I, I still haven't. Um, I'm sorry, but I still didn't watch the video that you sent me. So you don't even know what it is. No, but but hey, some of our listeners don't either, right? So so there's that expression everybody uses. Uh, it, it's abbreviated TLDL or DL TLDR. So it stands for too long didn't read. <laughs> and there should be one called too long didn't watch <laughs> and it probably wasn't even that long i just lost the email or something I don't yeah know. 20 minutes terrible um okay, it's like an I'll, infinity it is so I, I i don't actually know if ralphie came up with this but it i don't think he did it's this thing uh he calls an infinity bottle not the Infinity War, but the Infinity <laughs> Bottle. It's not a Marvel property. Scotch yet. Gauntlet on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> There's probably a comic out there called the Infinity Bottle. <laughs> it's some magic thing that the, all the heroes have to get away from the bad guy. Can get five <laughs> bottles and melt yeah. them together. That's right. And they, and they clink a glass and half the, half the universe disappears. <laughs> <laughs> half the scotches are drank. That's right. Oh, it's tragic. Um... No, no. The idea is that you have a a bottle that you you just keep adding whiskey to. What? And and it, the example he used is like he had maybe a quarter or so of the of a of a bottle left over, and he poured it into a fresh one. Although I used an existing one, and then added added something else that he was near, and, and just kept adding different. Of the same kind. You can do whatever oh, you want. So this but... isn't a preservation thing. This is making your own no. blend kind of thing. You're, you're blending yourself, and, and you just keep adding to oh, it. Oh, I wish I would have watched that video. Yeah, that's the concept. <laughs> yep. And so I took, um, I had a bottle of, um, I actually finished that, or almost finished that 1792 bottled in Bond bourbon. Yeah. And it was getting near the bottom, and I, I made that my infinity bottle, and I, I put, uh, you know... A bunch of other stuff that I had sitting around. What? Into it. Um, Do you keep a journal? Yeah, and the thing is, he he was writing it on a little note on the side of the bottle. I'm using a Google Doc, but um, <laughs> for the bourbon one, so far I've got again 1792 BIB. Um, there is a bit of Knob Creek single barrel. Um, there's some Four Roses, some and some 1792 full proof, which is a different 1792. And I recently put uh, a bit of Blanton's single barrel in there as well. So that's what so far heck? what I've got in there. And then my rye one, I've got four different ryes in. Oh, so this far. is a fun idea. And the, and I'm gonna as soon as I one of my bottles of scotch gets low enough, um, I'm gonna start one of those. Probably one for peated and one for not. So so you kind of keep a journal and and probably by. Not necessarily by category, but you you are breaking them out by rye. I'm doing it by type. Yeah, I've got a rye bourbon. I'm going to do at least one scotch, and maybe separate out to the peated. Yeah, I'll probably do a peated and not peated. And I'll say I, but just mix them all together. Well, that's the that's and what. So you... who knows if it's uh, and I have not tried any of them yet. I'm kind of letting them uh, meld together. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it. We'll see. It's kind of a fun little project. Okay. Well, re- report so, back later. So, someday you'll have to have to try it. I, it. The thing is, I think it it evolves as you go, and yeah, there's always bits of the other old ones still in there, and I think that's the idea. Oh. So anyway, I'll put a link to the the video on there. He explains it much better than I did. But 
What a fun idea. Yeah, it's it's cool. Another great use of my time. <laughs> <laughs> a new project. Well, you have the other project going, but that's only only available on your uh what on your blog. Your uh, oh, songs yeah. I didn't skip. That's <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's kind of turned into a of a dumb little thing. Yeah. I really like that. So when you're walking your dog, you got your tunes on and Yeah, I'm I'm out I'm out in mostly in the backyard, you know, just trying to get her exercised and so I I've been taking my phone with me of course and my headphones and I just I I, I the fast way to describe it is I, I take my iTunes or it's not really called iTunes anymore, but my, my entire music <laughs> library that I can access on my phone. It's called um, music. <laughs> and, and it's not, the thing is, it's not a streaming service like Apple Music or Spotify. It's actually all the stuff I I have bought over the years. and Years and years. And I made a smart playlist where I, I, I excluded um, jazz, classical, spoken word, comedy, soundtracks, that kind of stuff. All right. Just, just basically pop music in general. Sure. Else. So, and I put the whole thing on random. It's thousands and thousands of songs. And yeah, and, you have and, a lot and, of songs. You know, yeah, and I do that typically anyway. I like to, I, just because I get to hear stuff I don't normally hear. And and I, w- one night I was out there. It was probably fifty below zero, and my brain was freezing. So. <laughs> I thought this would be a good idea. Another frozen hair brain scheme. It was, yes. <laughs> and I, I, so I, 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 I listened to a song, and I was thinking about it, and like, well, why, why, what made me listen to that one as opposed to going on to that? Because I skip a lot of them. Sure. For different reasons, like, oh, I've heard that too many times, or I, you know, I don't really like that song very much, and blah blah blah. And so I, I, I thought, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start just keeping track of the ones that I thought were worth listening to. Yeah. And that that that's what where it's uh, where it's landed and so I've been posting on my old weblog and then I post them on Facebook. Ah, pe- people been, make little comments. It's fun. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to to see what because there there's a lot of artists <laughs> that I'm I'm normally very fond of that very few of their songs are in there actually. Sure. Yeah, like I, for example, I don't think I don't think I put a single Beatles song on there, right. for example. Well, and I've had and I've skipped a lot of them. Yeah, you know, we've heard them a thousand times, and that's that's part of it, right there. And, and but and sometimes it's the right combination of unusual but not. I mean, there's there's some things. It's like, what the hell is this? Uh that that isn't working for me, and I, I keep going. <laughs> yeah, or you're just and, not in the right uh, mood or something. Or... And that that's a lot of it, right there. Frame of mind. Yeah, it's like, hey, that's kind of interesting. I think I'll listen to this one. Or, yeah. Or what the hell? Where did this come from? Because <laughs> you yeah, have yeah, you exactly. have a lot of songs. Yeah, like like you you you'd never heard ZZ Top goes to Egypt before. No, I heard the <laughs> Take the Skinheads Bowling, but I never. Well, that's their their probably one recognizable hit. I don't think I've heard any any other Camper Van Beethoven songs. I'm going to yeah. have to check that out. But that prompted me. You you posting about that prompted me to what the hell's that? I had to Google it. You know. At first, yeah, I thought maybe you should should get you to go well, check it out. <laughs> at first, I thought did did uh, ZZ Top do a concert at the pyramids or <laughs> what? Would, you know? I don't know. I don't know if there's any background in the song at all. It's just the name, and you can sort of hear you can sort of hear the guitar the guitar sound. It sounds a little like old ZZ Top, but violin thing. But the violin thing, it's the same. You know that if you don't know Camper Van Beethoven, they I think I think they had a, a a long time 
person in the band who played violin and not super well <laughs> it's not be- <laughs> because it's kind of this whiny sounding slightly out of tune <laughs> if you know if you know the group you know what i'm talking about it's on skinheads take the skinheads bowling it's in there too no i wouldn't say necessarily necessarily meandering but maybe well on on zz top goes to egypt it, it does feel like it the the violin mm. player is just kind of <laughs> well, but maybe they're going for that Egyptian sound, right? Well, that's that's what I think it is as a joke. Of yeah, course, yeah. Because yeah. I think most of their songs are are pretty jokey. I don't songs. think they took themselves that seriously. Well, I, but and that that prompted, very funny. Me to, prompted me to listen to. I'm going to listen to more of their stuff because I I don't know. That's kind of one of those groups that I probably should have listened to. I only heard the one song and I was like, everyone's listening to that, so I skipped it. But yeah, which I I think you know, take the skinheads bowling is is a great song. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, I heard it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Okay, so, fine. Yeah, th- those are all the the, the things. Um, I I finally got a TV, so I kept up with Phil. I have a, I know I have. <laughs> you had a TV size. before. You you make it sound That's like true. you never had a TV. <laughs> One of those hipsters. I don't own a TV. <laughs> John finally broke down and got a TV. If you know John, you know how funny that is. He had the first TV. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the very first TV in 1938. <laughs> I listened to FDR. I watched FDR's blah 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 on my Infinity TV. Oh, I I watched the movie uh, of uh, uh, Winston Churchill. I finally got around to watching. Um, Jody and I watched. Uh, nope, I forgot the name. No, no. F- finest hour. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, with Gary Oldman playing him. Yeah, it was good. It's good. I have not seen that yet. It was. Um, oh, it's definitely worth watching. I mostly, have, yeah, the only Churchill portrayal I've seen is uh, the from The Crown, where um, oh, what's his name plays him. Oh, you know who I'm talking about from. Yeah. Third Rock from the Sun. You know the. <laughs> oh, well, no, he plays FDR, doesn't he? No. Oh Lord, John Lithgow. Yes, John Lithgow plays uh, Churchill. I think he's played. F- I think he's played FDR also. Oh, he might have. He, he's oh, God, he's played the whole. He's played the whole. All the allies and half the Axis. No, he's he's great. <laughs> he can't play the. Has he played Hitler? Hiroshito. No, but uh, fine. <laughs> Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> John Lithgow as Mussolini. No, I finally, I did buy a new TV. I, I was, I did insane amounts of research. And yeah. Went agonized over two different ones. And well, I just go to get a floor model. I yeah, should have I I, done more research probably, but whatever. I got a good deal. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I probably did not get a good deal. <laughs> well, uh, you, you've been saving up your gig money. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. I, I make extra money from doing music, and I blow it on things like TVs or bass amps or things like that. But that's okay. That's what it's for. Heroin. Heroin. I'm yeah, no, I, I the TV is, is great. I really like it. I just don't have time to watch it. Well, you you got to make time. So what, what kind did you get? I don't remember. Sony something probably. I bought a Sony OLED. OLED. The pipes are calling. They are. The tubes. No. Okay, I'm doing a trifecta. Did you pour them all together? Yeah. 
We gotta yeah. we gotta come up with it. This is a time to lean blend. There you go. Mm, TTL. This, it's not an infinity bottle. <laughs> it's That's an, very I, limited. I mean, it, it ends. <laughs> <laughs> the penultimate infinity these, glass. These bottles are going to end for sure. Well, I don't know. But Fine. Anyway, yeah, I. I'm getting some soap. Some soap flavor. I definitely, yeah, I, I was, you know, I had a good TV before, and yeah, but but this new one was noticeably better, and it, I really like it. I just kept like putting on different clips of movies I know, and like, oh wow, it looks great. <laughs> oh, you'll 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 get use out of it. Uh, oh oh yeah, I, I hope to own it for many years, and it, it's about the largest size I could fit in my downstairs area. So, um, and. You know, Sean and Sean and Lee and I'll come over and watch stuff on it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have some time to lean blend. Oh, mm. I don't know if I'll get this again. But get what again? All three of these. Oh no, God no! When will this no. happen ever? I, I, I'm gonna go back to Scotch Pie. <laughs> <Or whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scotch Pie, Scotch. It was fun to to try them though, definitely and. I think I think my dad's birthday was just yesterday, so it's well okay. So in his honor, we'll have a pour, pour one out for, for Jack Knowles. Yeah. Here's to you, Jack. Of course, if he if he if he could respond, I'm sure he's like, "Why are you drinking that crap?" Yeah, yeah right. Those are the only four options I had in South Dakota yeah. back then, yeah. probably. Up. Oh. Who's that? Who is it? Hello. Yeah. Hello, is anyone in here? Andy's Quiz Show. We're going to find out who's in the know. Andy's Quiz Show. Ready, get, set, go. Oh, oh no. It's, it must be time for another quiz. What are you doing here again? What are you doing here again? Well, why aren't you in outer space? I am in outer space. I'm calling you from Mars. April <laughs> Fools. <laughs> no. But you know, the beginning of April is the time of year when people pull pranks on each other. So to commemorate, I've created a quiz that tests your knowledge of infamous practical jokes. I have <laughs> I three predict- questions for each I of you. I predict we'll both lose. And then a tiebreaker. Okay. And this time I, I made it color-coded <laughs> zero, so zero. I will get lost less often. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Are you ready? Because I know this is out of the blue, totally unannounced. You had no idea this was coming. Are, are you? No, are you, you, you um, just showed up at our house. <laughs> the sh- out back in the, the shed. Wait, where we record. Our, I'm not, I'm no, sure. no. Wait, no. Not anymore. <laughs> we kept uh, fighting we live in a to do the dishes. Yeah, Sean. Okay, what do you mean color coded? Do I need to pick a color? No, no, my notes are color coded. Oh, okay, fine. The the right answers are in green. (laughs) Glad you told us that. All right. Yes, very useful. All right. So here we go. Question one. This one's for John. In 1698, so many saps were tricked into schlepping to the Tower of London to watch a ceremony that doesn't actually exist. That on April 2nd an edition of a local newspaper had to debunk the hoax. What ceremony were people hoping to see? Was it A, a reading of a lost work of Shakespeare, The Tempest 2, or 
the washing of the lions, B, or C, airing of the queen's grievances, or D, the hunting of the ravens? Wow. Uh, <laughs> so many good choices there. Uh I'm going to go with the washing of the lions. That's correct. The washing of the lions. I really wanted it to be the grievances. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one I would have liked to have gone to. Airing or dirty laundry. That too. All right. Naughty bird. All right. Question two. This is over to you now, Phil. In 1935, another famous April Fool's hoax the New York Sun shocked the world by announcing that astronomers had found what? A, a baby moon orbiting the moon, and around that, a moonlet even smaller orbiting. Or B, canals on Mars. Or C, life on the moon. Or D, seven new dwarf planets named Dopey, Doc, Bashful, Sneezy, Happy, Grumpy, and Sleepy. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> So many good choices. This these are hard. Um, C. Life on the moon. That's correct. (laughs) Wow. All right, John. It's tied up now. I was going to go with some stiff competition. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here we go. Are you ready? No. Well, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1938, Orson Welles broadcast a fictional radio drama and convinced millions of listeners that the Earth was under attack by aliens. Many fled their homes, started praying in houses of worship, and eventually cursed Welles' name. What was the name of this radio drama? Was it A, Deep Impact, B, War of the Worlds, C, Aliens, or D, Star Trek Three: The Vulcans Attack. I really like the Star Trek one, but it's War of the Worlds. That's correct. Is it? Oh, <laughs> jeez. All right, Phil. You oh, might I, I this. didn't think John would ever get that one. I, yeah, I, I, I slipped Andy a twenty for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, point point taken. All right. Now, uh, Phil, it's back to you. In 1957, a BBC News documentary about the Swiss depicted farmers pulling what food from trees? Was it A, spaghetti, B, chicken teeth, C, sky turnips, or D, camel eggs? A. That's correct. Spaghetti. Spaghetti grows on trees. Not sky turnips. (laughs) Sky turnips and the world of tomorrow. That's right. It's it's the lost James Bond episode. <laughs> Some weird broadcasting conglomerate. The turnips are not enough. Yeah. So Russian. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Number five, John. Okay. Uh, pay attention. This one's a little tricky. In 1959, prankster extraordinaire Alan Abel dreamt up what unusual political campaign? A. The kindest for Lobster Society, which calls for a ban on cooking lobsters alive. B, Society for Auditory Enlightenment, which calls for a ban on the public performance of music in a minor key. C, the Society for Freedom from Caffeine Dependency, which calls for a law that makes caffeinated beverages illegal. Or D, Society for Indecency to Naked Animals, which calls for animals to wear clothing. 
Hmm. I've never heard of this guy, but uh, I, I trust he, he did exist. <laughs> he did exist, um, and the fate hmm. of the quiz show depends on your answer. What is your answer, <laughs> no. sir? Um, I'm going to go with the the naked animals one. Yeah. You are correct. Wow. That one. <laughs> Three to two. Phil, Uh-oh. this is your chance to tie it up. Oh, no. All right, here we go. Are you prepared? Sort of. In 1962, a broadcasting technician for Sweden's lone television station appears on the news to announce that, thanks to a new technology, viewers can convert the existing black and white broadcast into color. All they have to do is what? A. Rub Vaseline on the front of the picture tube. B. Install a special new antenna, available now for only $1.99. But wait, that's not all you get. C. Pull a nylon stocking over the TV screen. Or D. Wear a pair of special glasses. Oh, I'm going to say D. I'm so sorry. No, it was no. holding a nylon stocking over the television screen. Uh, oh, I thought it was going to be that or Vaseline, but that, no. that's the camera thing. That, well, it was a too did. too obvious of it. Well, I, so that was our that was our quiz. The <clears throat> final score is three to two. Oh. Now, John wins. Just unless, for fun, though, I want to hear the other. Yeah, unless he Watch wants that. to be gentlemanly and try to make it a tiebreaker. <laughs> Oh, to, to cause it to become a tie. <laughs> we, we can do a tiebreaker. Or, or to cement Especially his victory. because the War of the Worlds one was so so easy. <laughs> okay. So, so this one we works just, a little differently. So we, so we both... Okay, no, go ahead. This The tiebreaker works by whoever guesses a number closest to the number I want. And here's the clue. In 1985, Sports Illustrator ran a story about Sid Finch, a Mets rookie pitcher, with odd training methods, who could throw a baseball at an amazing speed with pinpoint accuracy, even though he'd never played the game before. Instead, he supposedly mastered the art of the pitch in the mountains of Tibet. How fast was he purported to throw the ball? The closest guess wins the game, or I guess in this case, causes it to become a tie. Oh sure. Oh, if I get it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll let I'll let John guess first, and then then basically oh. Phil, you'll have to say higher or lower. Oh, that, that's okay. miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Miles per hour. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Kilometers. Oh. oh. Okay. I'm gonna guess because I know nothing about baseball. Um, Seventy-two miles an hour. Okay. I'm going to say um, first that all our listeners should listen or, to. Or is it Price is Right rules where you can, without going over? <laughs> sleep, oh, you can sleep, go over if you want. Baseball.com. <laughs> I'm putting an ad. I put an ad in here. Sorry. Okay. Um, I'm going to say higher. You are correct, Phil. The actual oh. speed he was purported to throw the ball was 168 miles per hour. <laughs> Wow. That would be fast. That's truly inhuman. Yes. I was going to guess 173 yeah. just to be That's why they crazy. put in the, the Tibet stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> presumably. <laughs> mystical shit. Well, and there's less air resistance up there. Oh, well, that's right. right. That, that, they can only do it above us. In a that's certain right. He, he could pitch that fast, but only if you played at the base camp to Everest, which there are not many Major League Baseball games there. Yeah. Who's going to go verify be that? On the moon. 
<laughs> okay. You find out next time how fast <laughs> Sid Finch can pay can play baseball on the moon. Oh, well, thanks, Andy. Yeah, yeah, well, that's been fun. Dropping by. Do you smell something burning? I think <laughs> I think I might have to get out of here before it all goes up in smoke. Uh-oh. All right, see you guys. We'll let the gas on. Oh, bye. Yeah. Oh, under the still Andy's quiz show. We're going to find out who's in the know. Andy's Quiz Show. Ready, get, set, go. So, I don't know. What have you been doing lately? It's... Well, I, I, um, besides uh, drinking paint thinner, I, uh, I, uh, and sniffing jock straps. No, I um. What did I do? What have I done? I've been doing things, man. No, I uh. I watched Becoming Bond. Have you heard of that? Yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, is it a documentary? Yeah, about George okay. uh, Lazenby. So I. Oh. I don't know. I. So I, is it Lazenby? Is that actually, or is it Lazenby? I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Paul Paul S. Um, called him Lazenby, and I, I figured since he's he's English originally he, he's a real american now don't worry paul is but but george lesenby <laughs> but but if he calls him lazenby i mean i i, I no, have to go with his authority on no, that no you can't the guy with george lazenby was uh australian so you no, can't okay. well they're all the same <laughs> you can't and, See, i'm and gonna besides, get comments now no, yeah <laughs> but but there, you you could go to england and you'd get 130 different pronunciations of that guy's name right now if you went over there so no, it's George Lozenby. 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 That's George Lozenby. Lozenge. Lozenby. Lozenge. But that was a fun documentary. Oh. I, I, uh, Where well, did you find it? Just so we know. I, uh, it's on Hulu. But, um, okay. Because we were talking about James Bond. Lieutenant and it, Hulu. No, it just shows up. And, and I don't remember if I've seen Her Majesty's Secret Service or not. Now I was under the impression that that movie was the first James Bond movie. Oh no! But it should, you know, the title though it should have been right. Well, even though it wasn't Casino Royale, the first James Bond yeah. book though. No, so you yeah. know, they're, so in the documentary they're talking about oh they're looking for the you know they're looking for a Sean Connery the next you know basically they're like no just act like Sean Connery and he's like I'm not going to do that, but. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, but uh, it, it was uh, on the Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you on the Bobby. It was it was fun. It was a fun documentary. Um, I uh, that that guy was quite a character, and and I didn't realize that he, you know, he got a six movie. He, they 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 gave him a. They would have given him. They offered him. Let's say that. That's what I'm trying to say. A six movie deal, and but he basically he would have to be James Bond. For the rest of his life, I mean, he wouldn't. Wow. He he had it, what did they call it? It was like a not a personality contract, but something like where because basically he'd have to, you know, he could never never cut his hair. He'd have to do all this stuff, and he's like, he just he just gave it up. He just said, no, I'm not going to do that. And uh, people thought he was crazy. And on the on the publicity tour, he grew a beard, and they were like, no, you can't, you can't. 
they, so they they weren't going to send him to America because he wouldn't shave his beard to promote the movie. But, <laughs> oh wow! But he went to America and paid for it for him himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and did the. Well, that's great. I love it. It, it, it is, but it's also kind of crazy. But it, but it does talk about fame a little bit because, you know, one of the one of the people he encountered in his life was like when he was starting to get really famous. He'd been a male model before, and they were they were like, I, you know, I, I feel sorry for you because this is your 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 life is never going to be the same again. And I think that kind of hit him. You know, that was like he's like, I'm not going to do that. But you know, I, th- I think Connery famously did not like being locked into that stuff. So. The, the trappings of the role, as you would say. Roger Moore, he maybe didn't mind, but <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so he was well, after. He, he must made have some been other a... movies, but not much. No, and, and 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 you know, George wouldn't. He was just kind of an outcast after that because he turned that down, and nobody would cast yeah, him in anything. Wow, and... that that takes a lot of guts, though. To walk walk away from something that big, oh yeah, it would have been a lot of money for the time too. Ah, I don't know. He he he. It, I definitely I definitely would suggest watching that. It's a good even if you're not a James Bond fan. I think I will would. definitely check it out. He he seems like he's the Jimmy Carter of uh, James <laughs> Bond <laughs> actors. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, that that never crossed my mind, but I I think you're probably right. Well, He's we all got J- Jimmy Carter on the mind, on our mind now because of all the there's an oil crisis and oh, inflation. It, oh, <laughs> is that is that? Oh, yeah, we're going back to Carter. So now wow. we need a the Russia Contra deal scandal will come up and yeah, see the Russians will help the next president. Wait, no, maybe that already happened. <laughs> Whoops. No, I, I, I'm I'm really hesitant to talk about any of the current events because by the time this comes out, who the fuck knows what's going to be happening? Well, we try to veer away from that anyway, oh, but yeah, that's it, it's hard. I I have Ukrainian friends, so this is uh, this is really. But hey, they're holding their own. <laughs> it's remarkable, actually. I, yeah. Well, who would have thunk that the? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What else do you, what do you been what have you been watching? You got you haven't well, been watching anything. You've been having more rehearsals and stuff. Yeah, and, uh, music has come back quite a bit. I I've had more gigs and the music man orchestra and all that stuff. And those orchestras, they have to rehearse before they go. Yeah, they they do have to rehearse. You can't um, do Beethoven's Fifth Symphony even though you've done it twelve times and have to. Yeah, it's funny how we we came back after a uh, it was a couple months off and. And I think I think they they just wanted to do something that wasn't people know and it's yeah. not going to take too much work to put together with all the COVID stuff. Sure. Yeah, Beethoven's Fifth is uh, I've played it a million times. It's just you know one of those. It, it, it's still great to play and it's still hard, <laughs> even how no matter how many times you played it. Yeah. Or or I should say it's hard to play well. Sure. That way. And uh, that that that's been cool. And so, do you get do you get something different out of it every time you play it? I think so. Yeah, because it's still it's still physically challenging at in parts. And, and we're getting older. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, th- then it becomes more of a it. We we read it last week in rehearsal, and it it was like, yeah, I know this thing, and I can play the runs and all that stuff, and but. But then again, it, it you you feel more exhausted when you get to the end of it. It's more the endurance is is harder to yeah. pull, pull through. 
because you there's not a lot of downtime in it. There, you you really are kind of on for you know f- half an hour or whatever the piece co- you know, runs. I I can't I can't relate to that exactly except when I've done a play more than once or whatever. But I think you I I do recall every night it's different and every time you do it it's different. I maybe the old Broadway folks that do it 130 times a week or whatever. I don't know how they can stand that, but, but maybe they don't do that. But. And, and I think it's also one of those things that um, with these pieces, you know, we, we always refer to them as war horses um, <laughs> like, like that, or, you know, take your pick, just things that people who, if you play in, in enough orchestras that you, you play many, many times over the years, and it it becomes more challenging to really play them creatively and and act kind of act like you give a shit and not not just you know, again professional orchestras can just nail them they're they're going to play them very well but but maybe the, it misses some of that kind passion, of the energy passion, yeah energy yeah exactly that, that the spirit that, that's that's something that's not always there because the freshness like, how do you it's a job <laughs> other than just making the tempo crazy I mean what you know what are you going to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and there, it, it's not something you it, it it it's hard to put it to kind of verbalize how how it is, but you'll know it. I mean, every conductor is different, so they'll bring out more pa- different passages differently. Definitely, these pieces, and, and sometimes um, you know, there's a lot of artistic license you can do with 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 certain styles and things like that, and and sometimes they just want to mess yeah. around. You're because they're like, I've done this a yeah. hundred times. We're gonna this passage here. Nobody's ever focused on that. Burp. Whoop. Exactly, and that 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 can be really fun if it if it's done the right way. <laughs> yeah, but lots lots more music, and that's keeping me busy. And and your thing. dog still? Yeah. How old's Birdie? So Birdie is now um one hundred and three, one hundred and three, and ferret years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Dribble like... dribble years. Yeah, ferret years. I like that. That's the title. <laughs> So she is, she's almost nine months old. She's come, uh, like eight and a half months. Yeah. I, I just, nine months, you know, I was thinking about when the kids were nine months old, that's totally different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when a dog's nine yeah. months, they're like, she, she is, uh, they're uh, ready to leave the house. She's almost ready to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Get a scholarship. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's gotten quite a bit bigger. I think I think she's almost fifty pounds, or almost sixty pounds, I should say. She's still got that puppy stuff, though. I haven't she, been there for a while, but she is very. Yeah, they. I mean, golden retrievers don't. <laughs> they don't mature very quickly. <laughs> they need a lot of time in the cast. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you know? Barrel aged birdie. That's right. My mine is cask strength. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, um. You know, in in becoming Bond, Jane Seymour was in that movie. She plays a character in that. Really, I don't remember that. And in in becoming Bond, you didn't seen it. How would you remember? Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant in Her Majesty's. No, no, no. Sorry, but she was in Live and Let Die, which I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was fun. Don't forget Battlestar Galactica. No. Whoops. <clears throat> my uh, my headphones yeah. broke. No, I'm back. You're back. So I got so excited yeah. about Battlestar Galactica, I unplugged my <laughs> headphones. <laughs> you, just, you, you just broke everything. Oh, right? Jane Seymour. Oh, I forgot she was in that. Um, was she the yeah. love interest for uh, 
<laughs> for Apollo, yeah. The, she she she's Boxy's mom. Oh, I thought maybe she was um the the, the annoying the, kid, yeah. The wife of uh the Bonanza guy. No, yeah, that I mean I'm I'm a little surprised they didn't do that. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no. She, uh Lauren Green does not she was bo- up with Jane Seymour. Oh, okay. So she was the mother of Boxy. <laughs> Wasn't Boxy the dog? Who the fuck comes up with the... No, that's Muffet. The name of the the dog, the robot dog. Muffet? M-U-F-F. Like Muffin, except it's Muffet. Oh, they should have the Muffet show. Glenn Glenn Larson came up with some goofy-ass names. (laughs) Glenn Larson. Well, his name was so boring, he had to come up with something different. Although, we have to have a kick here. How about Boxy? My name is Joe Smith. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait till you come up with these names. Well, when all the other characters are named like, you know, Apollo Star- and Starbuck and Starbuck. all that stuff. There's some yeah. cool names, really. Well, sure. Fine. <laughs> what was Jane Seymour's character's name? In- uh, her name is Serena. Ooh. Wow. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. She was a tennis player. <laughs> That's right. No. Everything's very, <laughs> very deep. It's um, all over the place though, because it's not it's not all like yeah. Greek gods or something. It's, no, there's it's... also Boomer, <laughs> Boomer, Boxy, and Apollo. <laughs> Boomer, Boxy, and Apollo. You know, I I could just I I just know the writing session where they're just throwing out names like we used to do. Remember, we <laughs> yeah. like band names or clown names or whatever. Uh, oh, speaking of clowns, I am watching. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't finished it yet, but it's. This this it's a movie called uh, Nightmare Alley. That's, Nightmare uh, Alley. That sounds yeah, familiar, it, but I it's it's up for Best Picture this year. It's a new one. No, oh, never mind. I'm thinking um, of something else. George Romero, something or other. Nightmare um, Alley. It, well, it's from uh, Guillermo del Toro. Oh the director. yeah, he does fun stuff. And that it's a remake of a 1947 movie, which I've always wanted to see. As oh, jeez! Well. well, we should watch both about, of them and about report carnival carnival performers. Though, well, like no, I was thinking of it, and stuff like that. Yeah, I was thinking of a different carny <laughs> movie, but I can't. Wasn't there a George Romero one that I wanted to see? I oh, can't probably um, George okay. Romero. So there's two Nightmare Alleys. So they both called the same thing. Yes. Okay, we got to do our homework. So there, there you go. Yeah, let's watch, um, them, let's watch them both and report back. The the new one is is so far really really good. When was the very, first very one? very moody and creepy and stuff? When was the first one put out? Uh, Nineteen forty seven. Okay, and I'm gonna try to figure out what this. Maybe it was at George Romero, but there was there's some Carnival of Lost Souls or something like that that I've been wanting to watch forever. I don't remember what it's called. Well, there's a movie called Carnival of Souls, but that's not George Romero. No, who does that one? I that, could be wrong. That's that weird independent one that they filmed in Salt Lake City and shit. Is that maybe that's what I'm thinking of, and just got George Romero in the mix? Yeah, and it's not really about a carnival at all. But oh, that's not it. That, that's about the you know the woman who's you know gets in an accident and doesn't realize she's dead or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that old thing. That one, yeah, Rod Serling crap, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, interesting movie. Um, yeah, just kind of this thing. We're watching that Station Eleven show. That that's been really good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Post-apocalyptic fun. Oh, hi. <laughs> These how how many? When are they going to do a pre apocalyptic movie? No, I don't. <laughs> the fun thing about this this one is, and, and I, I I need to ask. Believe it or not, my mom because she's read the novel it's based on. Yeah. Um, is this. Uh, 
Oh, she's a reader. Uh, yeah, she reads a lot of novels. How does she have time to read? I don't know. I'm going to ask her at Mancini. I mean, Mancini's. <laughs> when we get to, I get to see John's mom on on Friday. That's right. Amazing. By the, by the time this comes out, it will be last month, but that's fine. Um, it it it, it it's one of those ones that the narrative hops around in in time. So oh, parts okay. of it take place before the big uh, disaster happens, and some of it while it's happening, sometimes after, and it's it, it, it's fun. Oh. I I've been hopping around in time too, and uh, uh, during this disaster of an episode. <laughs> that was too hot. Okay, I've been thinking a lot about Slaughterhouse Five lately, and I wanted oh. to. I was thinking of rereading that, you're, but I, you're being unstuck in time. <laughs> oh, I've been watching Painting with John. Yeah, yeah. Talk. Tell me about what you think of that. Oh that, that's... man. So anyway, this. <laughs> so John Laurie, he's been in Lounge Lizards and did some acting and uh, kind of got kind of famous, I guess. In a, I mean, he was in a movie with Tom Waits. That kind of, that sort of famous. Not like uh, you know, uh, George Lazenby. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so it it's a different level of fame, but it, it had its own trapping still. And he, um, then, then years after that, he did a thing called Fishing with John, which I've just loved that show <clears throat> where he goes fishing with, uh, celebrity guests. And, uh, it has this narrator character that kind of inspired <laughs> us, my, the narrator thing for this, but, um, it's, it's pretty much different, but that you're, you're, the, our narrator, our, our, our narrator, <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much scotch ne- never interjects i'd love a bite of your sandwich i'd love a bite of your sandwich <laughs> no <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines from that show <laughs> the, the the narrator on our show just ends up helping us <laughs> not always he doesn't like it but he's helpful he, no he doesn't well he's he such is. a helpful young man he doesn't like it but he's be, he begrudgingly curmudgeonly but uh oof. That's a good okay, whatever. So painting with John is is more recent here. I guess I guess John Laurie had Lyme disease and kind of got just kind of checked out of the whole scene and focused more on painting. So now fast forward, he's unstuck in time too, and he's now in the in the present. But 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 he's got this show called Painting with John, and and it, it I think it's on HBO Maxi Plus or something, but it's a uh, it's it's really 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 uh wonderful i love it but i oh so you like it <laughs> no yeah <laughs> I, I i i'm trying to think hey, of Mikey. A, i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to think of a different adjective than wonderful because that's dumb it's it's philosophical well so he, basically one of the first things he, he said he says is uh bob ross bob ross was wrong so would you care to explain that no you have to watch it but basically the idea is that because bob was like anyone could be a painter that kind of thing and and he's like that's not true you have to have parents that are supportive or because to hold on to that childlike um quality that artists need you need your parents to be able to support that uh um and his parents were like I guess they just, 
I think he, he even says, it's like, maybe they encouraged me too much because he got kind of weird, but, and he's still, he's, I don't know where he lives. He lives in a jungle somewhere. Um, <laughs> looks like he lives in Costa Rica or something. He's in like refuge that. in Costa Rica. Or, I thought it was maybe Africa, but maybe not. I, I, I need to look up where, it, where, where he lives. I'm not going to go. If you're listening, John, I'm not going to go stalk you or anything. But. The location of painting with John is somewhere in the Caribbean. John Laurie values his privacy, as I do, so neither of us reveal the location of where we live. But, uh, interestingly, John Laurie was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He lives in Shakopee. (laughs) (laughs) Close. He lives next door to the Prince Museum. Um, (laughs) Purple Haze. No, that's a different artist. Guitarist. Hazley Park, maybe? <laughs> Purple Hazley Park. <laughs> Do you know the people next door to us have a dog named Paisley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was inspired by Prince, was it? Who? I don't know. <laughs> They'd like I, to... I, I've never asked. <laughs> Once a year, uh, to celebrate Prince's birthday, they spray paint the dog purple. I gotta no. watch for that. Yeah. Sorry, I... No, I painting with John. Okay, yeah. So I, I've I've seen a couple of them. They were they they were different though than the old fishing show. No, it's not the same thing. I, it, that that one was just more silly. <laughs> oh God, it was wonderful. I think this is wonderful in its own way. And yes, I'm sorry, I'm using the word wonderful again. It's more. It's kind of philosophical. You get to hear some stories. Uh, you know, intermixed with this paint. He's got a really interesting painting style and um you know i i think it is the funny thing that he mentions bob ross is that i think this is kind of it could be perhaps the bob ross of our times you know we're living in a post-apocalyptic world and why not watch this uh this new version of he doesn't have the same kind of hair but his eyebrows are interesting he's got interesting eyebrows that that sounds like a fun thing to to put on when you want to have a stress-free TV experience. Yeah, but but it makes it does make you think. You know, it's not like some stress-free things where you're like you're just letting it wash over you. But hmm, okay, it, I, I don't know. You've only, I, I've only seen four of them, but it, I'll have I, to get back into that. I've only seen the first two, I think. I and really, I don't know if I could. It 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 connects with me. It it hits it hits with me, and I I'm really enjoying it, but. I'm like, who's the audience for this? Other, I'm not saying I'm the only one that's watching it. That's obviously not true because they keep making them. I saw well, Spider-Man. I haven't even seen the new Spider-Man yet. Well, it's not in the theaters anymore, um, probably. We saw West Side Story. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure talked I talked about, about that, that yeah, the last yeah. time. Yeah, or time before. <laughs> and, um, oh, I've, I've seen some other things that are just kind of just okay. You know, nothing, nothing worth bringing up okay before we go what are your top five workhorses <laughs> uh war horses war horses sorry <laughs> like in classical music yeah yeah what are your top five war um horses? the ones i would probably rattle off while beethoven's fifth is is huge um, yeah number one uh, or is Dvor- that number- dvorak's new world symphony is yeah. a huge one for that that that's a war horse so. <laughs> it's kind of a workhorse too though yeah, yeah, it it really is. Um, <laughs> God, there's so many of them. Oh, you can only pick that, five. Uh, Beethoven's Ninth is also one of those. Oh, sure, sure. That everybody does. Man, he's in all of the top five. Well, he's all over yeah, the place. 
You have to, right? But not his third. Nobody plays that. No. Um, that. Uh, uh, what else? You got. You got two there. Is that no? You got three. Got three. Um, oh, I, I was not prepared. I'm sure I'm, I'm, I put I'm you on the spot here. What? Oh, uh, there's there's at least one of the probably the Mozart uh, Jupiter Symphony. <laughs> okay. This is one everybody plays. Um, I should probably look up a list somewhere. No, we'll just go with the top four. John's top four war horses. Yeah, and, 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 and why does and, it have to and, be five? And maybe the Messiah. I don't know. Everybody oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's got a choir too, so that's fun. I've been yeah, in, I've been in that one. We've talked about that one a few times because we all like sheep. <laughs> We all like sheep. Yeah, let's let's make sure we qualify that. But you don't sing it like that. <laughs> we all like sheep. Wait, have gone what do you ast- like sheep for? Have gone astray. Yeah, <laughs> Don Pardo. Well, there's there, there's there's always uh, um, hoedown. <laughs> hoedown. Oh, uh, Copeland. Beef is what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good war horse. It's one we all. <laughs> the violins hate playing it because it's all that little, 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 you know, stuff. But the basses just go dum, dum, dum. <laughs> the basses have a little more to it's do like, with well, the What fifth. are you talking about? That one's, that one's easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one sucks. But the Beethoven Fifth you were talking about, you, you shared on your Facebook page a couple passages. And um, I mean, I don't, I don't the play Symphony instruments has like this... that. Yeah, there, there's one of the middle movements uh, has 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 some really uh, very exposed bass lines that are used for auditions a lot. That's how how famous they are, and wow, they, you have to kind of play them exactly right. And there, there's a lot of uh, there, there, there's a similar deadly passage in the in the Ninth Symphony too. That's, <laughs> deadly that's, passages. Yeah, they are. They're deadly. Yeah, but the, but, but you you have to learn them early because whenever if you go audition for an orchestra, that's one of the things they will likely ask you to play. Play a deadly passage so. for me. Ah, what? I, I'm ah. Winston Churchill. I want a deadly passage. <laughs> oh, I sound like my Scrooge. Voice. We will never surrender the deadly no. passage. Yeah, sounds like when I played Scrooge. Oh, I had Scrooge. <laughs> oh, whatever. What day? Christmas Day? <laughs> Where's my deadly passage? <laughs> no, you're a clown. <laughs> it's like Churchill the clown. I want my deadly passage today. He drank a lot. He drank. Apparently, he drank like a fish. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> what? Well, so for that movie. Whatever it was called, I oh, forgot. Uh, finest hour. Yeah. yeah. Wrong. It's darkest hour. It was. Uh, we'll circle back to that in the land, maybe. But it was. Uh, you haven't seen it though. No, I haven't. Seen oh, it. whatever. But 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 it's. Uh, I'm not saying it was a perfect movie by any by any means, but um, it was enjoyable, and uh, I think you get to see a little bit different side of Winston Churchill than you might. It gets a little into his home life and. His uh, his wife affectionately called him Pig, which is interesting. But hmm. yeah, he he married up. But uh, <laughs> I guess we all did it in our own ways. But it was fine. At least my wife doesn't call me Pig yet. And now I'm going to speak in a fake English accent. 
Slur your words a little bit. Professing to fear but a day that will live in infamy. Ah. Ah. You know, he... I, I'd like to know more about some of the other characters in the, in in that movie. Uh, there was this one guy whose name I forget, Maxie. That's not it. Moxie? No. But he was... Uh, all the people in the party wanted him to be the prime minister instead, but he kind of turned it down. And and I think he was... Is, now it's not my time. And so they like, ah, I'll turn it over to Churchill. But this guy was one of these... You know, Chamberlain was like, peace. We must make peace. And... And uh, you you just kind of wonder. I, I don't want to get into alternate history kind of things, but if this other guy would have been prime minister, they would have made some kind of peace deal with Hitler. And uh, this guy, whose name starts with M, it wasn't M from James Bond, but but uh, you know he would have been like the <laughs> I don't know the word vicieux. That's not it of France. He, he would have been the proxy, you know leader of England. I, so many different things could have happened. And if, if Dunkirk wouldn't have worked, you know? Oh, so many of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many things. And, right and, on the and edge. They, they allude to a different campaign that uh, I think Churchill did in Tripoli, which didn't work, but it was kind of just because of the weather. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like weird. I, I did. I'll bring up one more movie that I did watch, which was, funny it's one of it's one of the dad's movies yeah where jack knoll's themed episode apparently well it was his and birthday yeah that there you go so here's one one of those it's called um edge of darkness well that sounds familiar it's too a pre, it's a prequel to nightmare alley no I, <laughs> <laughs> actually that i think i think my dad did see the original and had a copy of that so oh okay there's a connection there um we'll no this one. This one is a it's it's starring Errol Flynn, you know, from Robin Hood. Oh, sure. And it's about it. What came out in the middle of World War II? It's about um, the resistance to the Nazis in Norway. Oh, wow! Um, it's a fun movie, actually. Uh, it it's 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 a little bit, you know, propagandistic, sure. like a lot of the movies were then. That it kind of over over overdoes things and has but the funny and some of it's actually quite violent for um wow. for the time surprisingly yeah so it wow it, it it has a lot of striking things in it but the thing that's funny is that it opens up and and it it it's it it's mostly told in flashback but these Nazis come to this Norwegian village that had risen up against the the occupiers so it sounds a little bit like our current events yeah. um. And and like the um, but the, but the Nazi commander like like recalls back a bunch of like back backs when we took over the place blah 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 and they and and like his superiors are asking him what what situa- security situation is and are there troublemakers and all that stuff and he he rattles off these these people in the town it's like a fishing village and he he lists them and of course they cut to some you know actor you know doing a job or whatever like works in the the canning factory or something like that and but 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 the way they read it off is like and the the butcher and and, and they show this guy with an axe like chopping something like really menacing (laughs) and i just laughed it was so funny to me i just like like the baker and the candlestick maker and and, and just like the, the way they over overdid it and they'd show these like 
fiendish looks in their eyes. <laughs> Three men in a tub? What are they doing in there? It's very suspicious, y'all. Uh. And, and, although the rest of the movie is much more serious, but it it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it it that that was good actually. All right, you haven't written about that one yet, though, have you? No, I got, I, I need to write that one up actually. That that's on my my queue. So if anyone wants to subscribe so. to uh, John's uh, <laughs> web blog, you gotta gotta sign up for uh, Time to Lean Plus. Right. <laughs> Time to team. You'll get all the extra bonus content. Time to Lean Max. Max. What would he call it? Time to lean minus Apollo. <laughs> boxy. <laughs> Time to lean boxy. Time to lean boxy. <laughs> Sign up with promo code boxy <laughs> on our special sponsorship level. Oh, and then the, the next See? level is Moxie Boxy. Oh, that's right. Oh. And tell them Churchill sent you. Oh, All right. God on damn the, it. On the beaches and oceans. You can download a podcast. <laughs> but 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 thank goodness for Winston Churchill. I mean for for God. Well, yeah. We would have had to go it alone. I was thinking about that. We probably should have ended the episode there and maybe we will. But I was thinking what would have happened. So so uh Hitler would have had all of Europe and England and we probably would have taken Japan and part of China. That's what that's what I think. And we would have had some weird Cold War thing with with Germany. Weird, huh? That's what I think. So there. I think you need to write an alternate history novel about it. <laughs> there probably already is one. Oh, I'm sure of that. I'm probably not creating anything new there. That there's hasn't a, stopped people before. <laughs> here's a song. Moxie Boxy by Time <laughs> Leap. <coughs> oh, shit. It could be a dance mix. We didn't take a break. No, I got to now. No, we should end. Yeah, I, I, I should go do something. <laughs> I need to see a man about a horse. I do need to see a man. <laughs> a horse with no name. Oh, <laughs> I told no. you, you know, if we go too long, I'll have to release that. No, no, and don't then do everybody that. will be sorry. No, that was a drunken cover of where we did our own <laughs> lyrics for a horse. We're, that oh. that cannot be released. No, that's sadly. Remains in the, it's like the Disney vault. (laughs) Yeah. It stays in there. It's like with Song of the South. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's something we can't, uh, I preserve it, and yet it can never be made public. Sad. I don't think so. I don't know. I need to hear it again. It it was terrible. Okay. And yet I still find some of it very funny, but maybe because we were there and having such a good time. No. Right. I don't know if anyone else would. No, it's quite offensive, I think. But it's not like Song it's of not the South. That bad. No, it's not like Song no. of the South. But <laughs> we were improvising. Yeah, so. no, it, it it's like you know other people you know go to parties and do stuff, and we we get drunk and record record some songs. That, <laughs> we can't really because that we couldn't really we didn't get out much. No, but at least uh, no one cut themselves on a Linda McCartney um, TV dinner. That's a different story. <laughs> save that for another time. Oh, we'll have Sean on that episode. I Yes, yes, save that. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. And, and here's to Jack Knowles, or Jack K, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Jack K. I raise a cheap bottle of scotch to my... Happy birthday with your dad's dear dear dailies. How old would he be if he was still alive? 
205. Oh, my God, he would be old. Can you imagine being that old? That's like Rasputin. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know why Rasputin? I said that. He didn't live that long. Didn't he invade Ukraine? No. <laughs> God. Yet. I was going to say not yet, but I said yet. Okay. Nine. Okay. Not good night. Good night, Phil. Schnell. Schnell. Here's the song. Eyebrows too.